We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Hot. I'm Bladen Kirk, joined, as always, by my two favorite co-hosts of all time in Matthew Sponauer and Theo Ash. We have a great episode planned for you all today. We're going to recap week 17 of the NFL season, and this is going to be really weird because usually this is the last week of the NFL season before the playoffs, but we have one more week. And then we're going to touch on the college football bowl games, and in particular, what the hell is wrong with the college football playoffs because my goodness it's terrible but before we get into all of that matt theo how are you today you know i'm been doing a lot better if cincinnati had uh beaten alabama and i had tickets right now to the national title um <laughs> at lucas oil but uh they they at least didn't get completely crushed and michigan losing by more than cincinnati did is uh was good good at, at stopping the slander I feel like they still had a good season. So, yeah, well, Matt, your team's lost. Bladen Brown's eliminated from the playoffs. Me, don't, don't, we got the, we got the Packers well on the way to clinching their third straight first round bye. So I'm excited for that. And I'm hoping that it doesn't end in the NFC championship game again this time or before (laughs) that. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm doing good right now. But yeah, I don't want to get too much hope because we've seen this movie before. For sure. But before we get into everything else, would like to remind everyone to go and rate us on Spotify uh, because of Spotify's new feature that allows you to rate podcasts. You guys have been doing a good job there so far. Uh, we have a five-star rating with, I think, several hundred 
ratings, which is really cool. Yes, um, and then make sure, of course, to follow us on TikTok at StayHodPod for some great content there as well. Uh, Matt and I posted a video on New Year's and everyone thought that we had kicked Theo off the podcast because it was just Matt and I. I thought it was really weird. Yeah, that yeah it was, it was like, you two and it said stay hot like that was stay hot. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a member too. You are a member, but you don't live in Ohio. I think people forget that Matt and I are from the same, same place. So when we're home for the holidays, we're in the same city. That is true. Theo, you are not that. But we were talking about uh, how the Packers are throttling Minnesota right now. And that bodes well for a certain other NFC team, particularly in the NFC South. To me, don't talk about a whole lot. The Philadelphia Eagles. NFC South. <laughs> NFC <laughs> East. <laughs> NFC East. My bad. NFC my East. Bad. We get a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> People complain, y'all, you guys never talk about the Eagles, and they're absolutely right, because oh. there's just not that much to say about them. No one's like comically bad or really having like an amazing season. They haven't really gotten or blown out a whole lot of teams this year. They've just kind of been fine. But they just clinched a playoff spot, assuming Sean Mannion doesn't lead a crazy comeback here. So yes. I want to talk about them a little <laughs> bit. I watched their game against Washington today, and... It's it's a good team, man. It's if they win yeah. a playoff game, it would be surprising. Like they are, it would be surprising if they won a playoff game. They're not that good that they're like dark horses. They're going to be a wild card team to win the Super Bowl, like the Bucks were last year. But Jalen Hurts has been impressive, and he was impressive really today. He made a lot of plays, kind of out of out of structure, out of pocket. Um, the Eagles offense did a good job, I think, keeping pressure off of him. But when there was pressure, he would scramble out and convert them. My favorite play of his today was third down and 16. Um, uh, there's pressure coming off the left side, the left tackle allowed pressure. And he rolled out to the right and he found Greg Ward, uh, like throwing across his body to over the middle of the field. There were a bunch of plays like that today that were a little bit off script, a little bit on the run, and he still was able to hit on those and keep the offense kind of uh, ahead of schedule there. That offense, that offense is not that far away from being really, really strong. Uh, yeah. The run game's fantastic. Hertz is, um, he's a little up and down, but you can, you can see it with him. Obviously, I think he gets another chance next year. Oh like yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. But I, if I'm the Eagles, you got three firsts. I might think about adding another receiver, and then you're giving Jalen Hurts a very strong receiving core, a very good offensive line. The run game is very good. You have him next year. If it doesn't work out, you can move on from him and bring in another quarterback into a beautiful position uh, with a great offensive line and great receivers. So Shoot, I, I would might, like to see them try to add to that and try to strengthen the passing. I might not only through two Hertz receivers. Improving. I might draft two. I mean, you can do you can do so. Two in much. the first might be might be a little bit too much of an investment. Um, Maybe, but there's a lot. There are a lot of good receivers. This, but year, another so. another threat next to Smith, who I've been really impressed by with this season, uh, would just be a lot of firepower on one team, especially for a team that can run the ball that well. For sure, they're ahead of schedule. I think like this was not supposed yes. to be the year they make the playoffs, and they still made the playoffs. Yeah. And they're not threats now, this year, but they were never supposed to be threats this year. They're ahead of schedule. They've got mm -hmm. the three first round picks. I think they mm -hmm. draft. They need to draft a linebacker. 
Um, number 57 today is someone I noticed who is just a little bit late to react to things. Uh, their linebackers are not super great. Um, they could use, I think, maybe a, a strong edge rusher. They get good pressure up the middle, but their edge rushers are um, could use some improvement. Slay is getting old. They've got some old guys uh, on that on that team, whether that be you know Slay or or Cox or some of the other guys on mm-hmm. that defensive line. But um, they could use some youth in the defense. They could use another wide receiver, a Malata, a Jordan Malata, who was a guy who was competing with um, Andre Dillard at to play left tackle yeah. in the preseason. And Andre Dillard was supposed to be a really good draft pick, but the dude stinks. All right, the dude sucked. And Milata won that battle. And not only is he better than a guy that sucks, he's really good. He's a really good left tackle. So he's been a gem. The offensive line has been good. They've committed to running the ball. And I'm impressed with, with their head coach, Sirianni. Uh, midway through the season, people were like, why don't we ever run the ball? Like, oh my God, we'd never get any carries. And midway through the season, they just like flipped that switch, changed their identity, and now they run the ball all the time and it like fixed their issues. So I'm impressed with the Eagles. They're ahead of schedule. I don't anticipate them to win their playoff game, but I do like the team and the direction that they're headed in. Yeah, I mean, you look at their schedule a little bit and it's like, what is their most impressive win? I don't know, but um, there is something to be said for making all your layups and beating your teams uh, that, that you're supposed to beat. Yeah. I mean, the Dolphins kind of did the same thing with an even more Mickey Mouse schedule. And I saw, you know, Tua, Tua's that guy. He proved everyone wrong. Flores, coach of the year takes. And, you know, you never saw any of that with the Eagles, really. So the Eagles are even you, less uh, Mickey Mouse than the Dolphins. But they're still a little bit, you know, taking just layups. Can we talk about that for a second, actually? Because I, I, I focused in on watching that game, knowing the Dolphins had a lot on the line. Oh, boy. You saw it then. <laughs> yeah, talk about you, it. Um, you can't run it back with Tua, I don't think. He was atrocious. Um, I'm, so, I'm so glad people are finally getting on that, <laughs> on that train with me. Because I, I, mean, I, I said last year they should have just drafted a new guy. Man. I was right. It's, I was right again. The offensive line is bad, but that doesn't that doesn't excuse some of the throws <laughs> that he makes. You know, um, nobody is ever just bad because their offensive line. You know that doesn't happen. The amount of missed throws. Uh, there was one. I mean, you you posted one of them on Twitter, but there was one where he's rolling out. It was an easy first down. He just missed it. You know, it's it's just. Too many throws where he doesn't do, uh, where he, he misses. He just doesn't hit enough difficult throws. No, uh, he doesn't. I don't it, even it's know. A, it's, a, it's an ugly offense to watch. There's RPOs. It's and maybe a lot of it is the offensive line. But again, this is supposed to be the the most pro ready guy, and he's just he's just not a special talent. He's just not a special talent. And today, I mean, if this game was on prime time and everyone saw it, like oh my god, he would be getting killed. And I think the biggest indictment of Tua is just how they use Jalen Waddle. They're using Waddle like he's like he's Anquan Bolden or something, like old Anquan Bolden. Yeah. Like like yeah. he's he's all underneath stuff. And it's like this is supposed to be Tyree Kill here. And what is he? I mean, I love Jalen Waddle. I think he's really good. He's a ball. I mean, he's good. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, he's really good. And they're just force feeding the ball the ball around the line of scrimmage and hoping he can break one out. There's just nothing like he's he's not down the field. Like if you gave Aaron Rodgers Jalen Waddle, mm-hmm. Jalen Waddle's like route charts would look completely different because Aaron Rodgers is like a very skilled quarterback. And and the way 
Tua's limitations are hindering him in in they're not hindering him because he's still having a good season, but the way they use him is telling. Yeah, so I mean it's it's not only the limitations of of what you can do with him, like you just said with Waddle, but it's not even like he's you know Drew Brees from a couple years ago where he's limited, but at least he's great at what he's limited at. He's not. Yeah. Um Something I saw on Twitter that I thought summed it up pretty well. Somebody asked uh, Nico Elite Takes on on Twitter. They said, how many games has Tua looked like a top five pick? And he's like, none, except right. for maybe against the Panthers um, <laughs> is what he said. So I, I, I think that that's a good way to sum it up. I don't know what you do with quarterback. I mean, we've talked about all the options. I'm not going to go through it yeah. all again, whether Watson's on the table or whatever. Um, but Flores needs to make the playoffs next year, most likely. And they are a talented enough team to do it. I don't know if I'm, unless they see something crazy out of Tua improvement wise in camp. I don't, I just don't trust them. Here's, here's one thing I'll say about Tua, because I don't want to spend the entire episode on the Miami Dolphins. When I watch guys like Josh Allen and Justin Herbert throw the football, it looks like it's getting shot out of a cannon. You can almost feel the pressure behind those throws. When you watch Tua throw a football, you it almost feels like he's timid. And and it, you look like Burrow. Burrow today does Burrow. I I swear to God does not have the biggest arm in the world. He doesn't. But he's not a coward. And going into the Bengals game, he is not timid and he is not scared and he mm-hmm. is willing to give those to to bomb it down the field to chase to the yeah. best of his ability give him those 50 50 balls and let let his yes. guys win and he is someone who is actually smart and actually reads things out and and is just more accurate he's just he's he doesn't have like the greatest skill set ever he like he doesn't have josh allen type of talent or justin herbert type of talent but but, but he's, he's not still af- but he's not he's, he's not, not a coward but he's not afraid to no, use his arm a little bit he goes out there see- with some swagger and maxes out his skill set yeah, like- and and does a good job and that and it's like- with all those quarterbacks being from, being from the same class it really highlights you know the gap between those two and Tua, yes. and it's even those even two hurts. are like really really good but the even gap hurts. is big I think even Hurts is showing a, a lot more promise in terms of aggressiveness and, and just like swat, just like all that stuff you talk about with Burrow. I think even Hurts well, shows a lot more of it than two and, and Hurts is still developing, but I think with him, it's like you see the upside a little yeah. bit more with, I mean, yeah. what, what and are the, we, and what the are Eagles we are making the playoffs. Like, what? Yeah, and the Eagles, <laughs> the Eagles are a playoff team. Um, so for as much credit as you want to give Hurts for that. So, um, it's just a tough situation for Miami. Yeah, it really is. But ta- speaking about the Bengals, they uh they clinched the playoffs today. Not just clinched the playoffs, they won the AFC North, which broke my heart. <laughs> it was funny it looking back. My heart. Everyone, of course, obviously, I am the guy you're going to hang up and flog in the streets for the <laughs> Bengals takes. That's me, and I own it. All right, everything I said in that video didn't. The opposite happened. But I went back today. I'm like, was I crazy? Was I crazy? I go back and look at the preseason odds for Super Bowl. And the Bengals had the third worst odds. Like they Vegas had them as the third worst team in the league. And they were high on the Browns. And they were high on the Ravens. And they were relatively high on the Steelers. Like for the Bengals to be in the position they're in now is pretty crazy considering how 
highly all the other teams in this division were kind of regarded outside of maybe the Steelers, but even the Steelers, people, some people, you know, thought they would be same old, same old. And to some extent that kind of happened, but I digress. Um, but yeah. for the Bengals to be the one to clinch that is, is pretty crazy. And I said this on TikTok, but I mean, everything is going right for them right now. I hear the stat that they're the least penalized team in football. They've just got everyone healthy. And today, today, even more than Burrow, I thought was Jamar Chase day. Like Jamar Chase well, is, is having like a better, <laughs> Justin Jefferson had like the best rookie season for a wide receiver ever for like one year, because I think Chase is even more impactful to the Bengals winning and losing games than even he was like, it's crazy the day he had today. My gut is telling me that this is the new thing and that it'll be every couple of years. Uh, Maybe every like two, three, four years is going to be a new person who has the best rookie receiving season ever. Um, I mean, that kind of happened with quarterback too. We saw Baker Mayfield break the uh, touchdown record. And then what was it? Two years later that Herbert did it. Yeah, and like, before that, I think Wilson, Wilson Cam, and though, so. and Luck also did a good beat it. it Peyton held all the rac- records for a while, and then it just got beaten simultaneously a couple times in a row, or a couple times um, in a short amount of time. But that might just be because of the nature of the league. I mean, it's cool for the Bengals. They still have to get the monkey off their back of winning a playoff game because they haven't in 32 years. I'm looking at their stadium right now. I can just I barely see the corner right? of it through my window. Um but it might, maybe maybe I'll go. I um, I don't know who would they would end up getting matched up with in the AFC. I mean, it's they'd be the it'd be the five seed, right? No, because they won their division. Yeah, well, yeah, because they they play uh, at home. They, well, they I believe could be a lot of. Different I believe seeds. it's they, the Patriots. If everything of all the favorites win next week, I believe it's Bengals Patriots in Cincinnati. Which would be a bank, Patriots put up fifty points today on the hapless, yeah. hapless Jaguars. So I think that would be a fire playoff game. Bengals, Patriots, and Cincinnati. I think that would be that, that would, would be, be rocking. Oh, really good offense versus really good defense. Okay. Yeah, you could see you could threes. potentially somehow see Herbert Bengals possibly. That would be good. That would be fun. Colts Bengals. <laughs> Holy cow! Would that I be a narrative? Right I now, might have to go to that game. Right now, it's Colts Bengals in Cincinnati. Yeah, it's looking like so. probably they'll, they'll win the division. So it's looking like probably Chargers, Patriots, Colts, and all of those games I think would be pretty fire. Those are three good wild card teams for the yes. AFC. That would be a tough out for any team in there. But uh, yeah, so at any rate, I think Chase today. Going back to him, I mean Burrow. Burrow played good, like, but his passing chart is hilarious. Nothing over the middle of the field at all. Everything is off to the sides. And I mean every single throw to the sideline or, or short. And they just went cover one or, or man coverage. And and the amount of like jump balls Burrow gave Chase. And Chase won every single one of them. Like every single one of them, it seemed like. It was, it was crazy. I don't know if I've seen a more dominant wide receiver game in a while. It was like watching Calvin Johnson, except instead of six foot six, He's six foot one. It, it's crazy. I, it's it's that's really what it's I mean, like. I mean, is that not is that not what people said about Burrow or uh, Chase when he was coming out of college? Is it that he's just that guy? And he and he look when he plays. We talked about this in uh, like early on in the year. He plays like he's six four, six five. 
Yeah. Right. He, he doesn't look like he's six one when he's on the field. And he's fast. He's fast <laughs> as I mean, you watch the 70 yard touchdown or whatever it was where he had. It was one of those plays where it's a screenshot and there's three guys in front of him and mm-hmm. yeah. someone tweets. He scored on this play. It was one of those yak plays. He's fast. He's he's not that huge of a wide receiver. He doesn't have like these crazy long arms or these crazy, you know, crazy height or length. He just wins. I don't know. Just he's mindset. just good at getting the ball. And he's, yeah. he's, he's not strong that much more. as, I think it, he's it just strong as shit. It is a testament <laughs> he's strong to and he, strong hands and great body positioning. He knows yeah, yep, how body. to put himself in position yep. to get the football. He knows that how to go it. get the ball. It, and it, you it can. Yeah. Late hands too. He you doesn't, he doesn't need like, he just flashes them real late and, and just engulfs mm-hmm. the ball and he's, he's strong and he bounces off things and he's not scared to get cracked and he's not scared of anything. And he's, it was an incredible day from him. Probably maybe the best wide receiver game of the year. I don't know if it was yardage wide. I would bet that it was, but even if it wasn't, I can't imagine those plays happening with a higher degree of difficulty in a bigger spot against the chiefs to win the division. I mean, that was the best wide receiver game of the year from him and Burrow played good too. And he gave him those opportunities, but mostly it was chase just mossing people over and over again. And Mahomes also, it, Oh my God, Mahomes played out of his mind in this game and, and it didn't Hill matter. couldn't quite bail him out sometimes the way chase could, because if he could, uh, there was a drop touchdown and that dropped 60 yarder right before halftime. I think yes. they would have won this game, but uh, Mahomes, it wouldn't surprise me if PFF graded Mahomes' game above uh, Burroughs. Above Burrows. Not that that's the deciding factor on it how would. well they played. But now, here's here's knowing Pro Football Focus, it would surprise me <laughs> if they they're not they're not as much Mahomes fans as they are. They uh, maybe, Burrow but they also fans. might say like, oh, so much happened that was yak. So much happened that was contested catch for Burrow. Whereas Mahomes was yeah. was on target and kind of creating more stuff. I don't know. I, I that might I, be. What I, I agree say, with you. I, th- I think Mahomes I think they would grade Mahomes as a better quarterback, but I think they would give like Jamar Chase like he might get like a perfect receiving grade. He should. He better. Oh my god. <laughs> he first of all, he is offensive rookie of the year. No question about yes. it. Yes. 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 Was it the first or the second touchdown that he caught in the end zone, and he like the he has a DB draped all over him, and he like reaches behind him. That happened like three or four times in this game. I believe it was the second touchdown, and the first was the long one that he broke for about seven yeah. yards. But I was just like in awe. I'm like, oh my, who's doing that? How many yeah. receivers are making catches like that ever, let alone uh, multiple times a game? Not many. Also, Daniel Sorensen. <laughs> that guy, <laughs> Chiefs, fix it. Fix it. This offseason, please, 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 please fix it. I posted a picture of Cordero, a video review of Cordero Patterson. And on one of them, he was on the Vikings. And that was when he first got drafted years and years ago. And who was in that video on the Cordero Patterson highlight reel? But Daniel Sorensen years and years ago. It's like he's been there forever. He hasn't been good. He's been good for like one playoff game. He The angle he took on, I think, the second or third Jamar Chase touchdown, the one that was wide open, was just a joke. Like, what was he doing? Uh just took a horrible angle. He's horrible. Uh, so hopefully horrible. they get that worked out. <laughs> Joe Burrow has like a thousand yards in the past two weeks. Yes. Oh, it's, yeah. it's I, I didn't it's realize so it was nuts. quite that many. He has like a it thousand is, it is yards. A lot. He's just going it's, berserk. He is um, going berserk. 
But I, I, yeah, I'm definitely a little bit scared about the Chiefs' defense is not always bad, but they're prone to look awful some games. Um, <laughs> they're gamblers. They're gamblers. They like to. There was a lot of blitzes today. There's a lot of man coverage today, and that can look really good, and it can look really bad. And today was a today really bad day. Really bad. Brutally bad. Um, you know something that surprised me. I mean, Tennessee's probably going to be the one seed, aren't they? Yeah. And That's, if they can get uh, Henry back, and it's yeah. not the yeah, I don't know. I don't anticipate That's, them making it to the Super Bowl. They're a little bit fraudulent as far as one seeds go, but yeah, you know, hey. they they you made it there. You got your bye, and it's a brutal brutal week of wild card games. So it's good to miss out on whatever that bloodbath is going to be that because is, that is all that is very. It true. wouldn't surprise I mean, me if any of those wild card teams could beat the Titans. So it's good for them to get that break potentially. I think the whole AFC is wide open. It legitimately would not surprise me if any team made it. Yeah. Cause any because they're the, all they're all hot and cold. No one can consistently pull together like a string of five or six really good games. And the yeah, Chiefs are I, still my favorites because you can't take them out of games. And that's what makes them so dumb. Like you can get up twenty on them and they they're still yeah. all right. Um but anyone could come out the AFC yeah and the Bengals can do that too they were up the Chiefs were up what 14-0 or something yeah Uh, I don't know if it got any worse than that but it seemed like oh here we go the the up-and-coming Bengals and now they just got swatted by the Chiefs but no they came they were down big to the Chiefs and they came back so a lot of a lot of I'm excited for the playoffs I'm excited for the playoffs the AFC playoffs are going to be great they really are and yeah, I almost I almost locked the Chiefs against the Bengals. I really wanted to. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of locks, it looks like we're all going to be perfect again. I think this is like the second or third hey. time this year where all of our locks have hit in the same week. Um, but Matt, I have to ask. Yeah. I have to ask. Um, why did you only lock three teams when you're down four to me and six to Theo? I didn't know how many of you guys were gonna lock. I, I'm just saying you had, you had <laughs> that to is like. True. He did cover, lock them first. Co- <laughs> I guess you have to cover some ground, though, man. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, there's a, there's a pretty big advantage going... from being the guy who doesn't have to show everyone else what they're locking. Um, I also, <laughs> I just like look. I, hey. I glance at the schedule real quick. I really don't. I really don't. What's like? What is the score right now? <laughs> it is twenty one. Um, it, going into this week, it was 21 me, 15 you, 19 Bladen. Yes. Yeah, so I'm just... Next I'm week, you're going to get a perfect slate, week. I believe I'm not, you. I'm not... I, yeah. No, you're going to lock 18. Maybe you're I will. Go 8 and 0. Maybe I will. Yeah, well, you'll have but, to. There you go. But, That's the goal. Uh, can we t- um, can we talk about our Stay Hot Shock real quick? Which is... Uh, oh, right. Oh, Antonio, <laughs> Antonio Brown. Brown. <laughs> Listen. That I, was just... I, uh, <laughs> He is. Fitting. You go for it. I don't. Yeah, it's fitting. I, there is no other. I don't know how to describe what happened. All I see Not is good, Antonio bad. Brown just running off the field shirtless. I'm like, what is going on? I I saw the NFL wonder. removed the content from Twitter. Yeah, it's not yeah. a great look for them. It's never happened before. And here's my. It's. It's just. He's bipolar. I, I think that's what it is. Like, like literally, he is just volatile. He's volatile. Yes. He's extremely volatile. It. And 
it's not something where I'm like, haha, what a what a clown or oh my god, he has CTE. Oh my god, he's he's insane. It's just like, okay, yeah. you're, you're dealing with a very very volatile, erratic person here. And you know, Pittsburgh, he held it down for a while and then I don't know what it was. I see a lot of speculation that it was Avante's perfect hit, which I don't buy. Um, just a combination of sense. of getting bored, no. of getting bored and getting more money, and I don't know what it is with him, but you know things have have really been off the rails with him the past couple of years, and he, I'm sure he'll have his logic of why he did it. I'm sure that there was something. I mean, same thing with the Steelers, his logic with Big Ben, or or he just didn't like the Raiders. I mean, he has his reasons for going about things. I don't necessarily think that they're valid for the way that he reacts to those reasons but yes. you know uh, i'm, his, I'm interested his, i don't know his feelings are obviously valid but sometimes his reactions are a little bit um unnecessary there are some <laughs> people speculating there are some people speculating that um they're that the buccaneers were gonna bench him so as to like save some money but that doesn't make any sense. They were they were down two scores. That doesn't make any sense. That's what me. I that's what Arian I was like. said. We asked him to go in, and he said no. I've never seen anything like before. Is what I think Arian said after the game. I, I I think it's just tough to speculate on. You know, it's easy to forget. Like guys like that have like a whole life outside of football, yeah. um, and you're missing years and years and years of context as to why Antonio Brown, you know, does some of the things he does and acts the way he acts. Um, I think maybe he – I saw some people saying about the incentive cell, like maybe he felt like he wasn't getting the ball enough with Godwin out. Maybe he was expecting to get the ball more. But he had three catches. It wasn't like he was just not getting thrown to yeah, at all. Yeah, he had a good week last week. He got um, a touchdown. Yeah. And he wasn't – it's not like he was that far, I don't think, from getting all – it was like he was like 55 yards and three catches and a touchdown. Eight catches, and he 55 had another yards week. and a touchdown away from getting a million dollars. So you're like, yeah. okay, that's <laughs> – that would have been doable if he played the rest of the game. And so I, it's hard to say. Uh, yeah. I don't think he's going to play again. I think I the odds either. of that are pretty, pretty I low. I think it's extremely um, long. You've got to be. And I think my hot. Go for it. My hot take is that his odds are not amazing of getting into the Hall of Fame. And that's not because he's not a Hall of Fame receiver. Don't get that twisted he at is. all. He is fighting an uphill battle to get in with how the hall of fame is. I mean, if they T.O. never did, you know, some of the things that, um, a B did, he didn't leave. I, I don't, maybe, maybe I, I don't actually know everything that T.O. did. I just T.O. did not do anything close to this. T.O. was more like, he didn't like, just like McNabb, the celebrating on like the, and he did the 50 yeah. yard, the star on the yeah. 50 yard line and the popcorn and celebrating yeah. on the star. And I, I get how some people may have thought that that's like, He's kind of a disrespectful player or kind of a sideshow type of player. But I mean, Antonio Brown is is on a different level than I think we've I mean, we've never yeah. seen anything like this before. And this is how it ends, you know? Like, yeah, no. And, and to, with T.O., it's like he was an obvious first ballot Hall of Famer. He was top five in like receiving yards. And I mean, just just oh, a yeah. slam dunk. And they made him wait multiple years. So if it's if it's that bad for T.O., um, with Antonio Brown and what a ceremony would look like for him. I mean, somebody was like, his Hall of Fame speech is going to go crazy. It's like, you know, are they, how long is it going to take for them to let him in? Yeah. If they I, do. It, it would have to be a completely new generation of voters, which might be true or ones that might not be so uppity. Yeah. But that could happen. But 
or maybe it, he just it's a long time and he is just like an old man and then someone is like hey what about this guy? why didn't oh, we the, let him in? why didn't yeah. we let him in Remember and him? everyone had kind of forgotten but yeah i agree in his current state i don't think that people will want to honor him like that i think that he's just too he kind of dishonored the game by quitting he kind of brought shame to the game by doing that and i feel like that's really gonna gonna be like oh maybe to the voters they're gonna not want him to be like next to someone like larry fitzgerald or someone yeah. like you know who really encapsulated what it's all about more than antonio brown did i don't know i but i definitely think that they don't want to because because it's it's a lot about just honoring people and i don't know if they're gonna want to let him give the speech and let him walk at Canton and, and give this whole thing. I don't know if they're going to want to right. let him do that, which sucks right. because he is top five. He's top six, top seven in that range for me all time as a wide receiver. I mean, his six or seven that year is, stretch was ridiculous. All pros, ridiculous, just perfect wide receiver on the field, like catches caught everything. Phenomenal route runner, phenomenal after the catch, phenomenal returner, like every aspect of on the field playing football was just stupid with him. Every single thing. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. He absolutely is deserving of a hall of fame career on the field, but off that's, that's going to definitely draw some question marks. I do want to talk about one more game before we get into college football. And this is the game that helped the green Bay Packers clinch the one seed, the Arizona Cardinals and Dallas Cowboys and I do, I do want to say that at the end of the game, I don't, I don't like games coming down to penalties and whatnot, obviously, and like calls. I don't want the refs to have to get everything right. But they missed a false start, or not a, a delay of game. And then on that same play where they missed a delay of game, the Cardinals fumbled the football, and they ruled it down. And because the Cowboys were out of timeouts, they couldn't challenge it. They, yeah, well, they and shouldn't have burned those tight if, end, timeouts early. Yeah, it really that, that did look the, like he is, was down. I, I guess you can say that from our angle on the TV, but if you're the ref and you're right next to him, maybe you can see It looks that like he was bit. down. I mean, he he was pretty much down on all fours, but he like barely kept himself up. I see yeah. why they didn't get that right perfectly on the field. I mean, being a ref is an yes. impossible job, and I hate talking about penalties because there's like a big mass of people in front of you, and you've got to like find a split-second grab of the jersey or you know bang bang did the knee in the or the ball go out first so i get getting that call wrong because it was really close and it's on the cowboys for mismanaging their timeouts for me i mean yeah mike mccarthy is historically let me tell you not great at using his timeouts at the right time so this is that's why you can't screw it up because sometimes things get called wrong and you would like to challenge it uh the the delay of game or the the play clock yeah. being at zero is like probably should get called, but that almost never gets called. So I'm not too mad at it. It's not consistently called. Right. Yeah, so. it's, and, and I always, <laughs> I always feel like people are like the, the penalty, the refs decided the game because there was like a missed false start or a missed delay of game. It's like, actually that didn't decide the game. Yeah. Dak Prescott, should maybe you shouldn't it? have sure. fumbled. Maybe you shouldn't have fumbled yeah, the game. Away true. Dak did have penalties to like penalties that decide the game are like, a pass interference that shouldn't have been called or a pass interference that should have been called and wasn't. 
um, or maybe like a like a really egregious holding or something like that. But like or if, like if, the if you Saints don't Rams. get enough, Yes. Yeah, like that's uh, that's the refs decided. But even game, but, like, but even in that game, the Saints got the ball first in overtime and couldn't score. True. So, yeah, I don't know. I just wa- I just wanted to bring that up because I did think it was like significant that that much happened in one play. Uh, but no, the you're right. Dak fumbled three times. He only lost one, but he fumbled three times. Got to hold on to the football if you want to win football games. Plans I don't know what's right. with the Cowboys' offense. They're capable of so much, and yet consistently over these past couple months they've just been flat in some of these games so yeah last i, week I can't explain great. it i don't know i don't yeah they were i don't know why but it happens but yeah can't do that i do doubt them showing up for four games in a row if the packers clinch this first round by here now but how do you feel about they could the cardinals? be they could either how do you feel about the cardinals because i don't know if i would consider this a get right game i mean you did win but did it ever feel like the Cardinals were in control? I don't know. I mean, it's a good day. You're playing a really good Cowboys team. Um, yeah, I suppose that's fair. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So... I thought Kyler played a really good game today. I thought he hit some really high-level throws and down the field and sealed the game with his legs. I thought Kyler played well. I thought Buda Baker played really well. I thought Buda Buda Baker is having an incredible season. Last I checked, he had drawn like something like 14 targets all year. And he is one of the best tackling safeties in the league. I love Buda Baker, man. He's yes, he's he got a great get personality. Enough. He never no, does. It, it is hard to not like Buda Baker. Oh yeah, he's great, and he's having a great season. I'm glad he's been rewarded with a Pro Bowl. I wasn't totally sure because I was like, I haven't heard a lot about him this year. And then I checked the check some of the advanced numbers, and knowing that he is one of the best tackling safeties, just from watching the games, and it's tough to kind of judge how safeties do in coverage, but. I was paying attention to him today and I thought he was very impactful and had a very good game. And he always does because he's Buda Baker and he's been arguably top three or four safety in the league over the past two years now. So shout out Buda Baker. Yeah. I love you. I love you, Buda. <laughs> really good he's player. Amazing. Really, really good. If you, uh, if you guys want to get into college football a little bit. Oh, man. I do. I know, Matt, I know you have a lot to say. So on, I might just let you kick things off. We were watching <laughs> um, the games on New Year's Eve. And yes. they were bad. They were terrible. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go past uh, the Cincinnati game 
just for a second. We'll loop back to it. Right. Um, did I not say that Michigan was going to get blown out, Bladen? You did. You I did, did say, say that right before the game out, started. Yeah. You're like, yeah, no, Michigan's going to get blown out. Because I was over here, I was like, you know what? Michigan, I think they kind of match up well. You know, I think they, I, I like their, I think the style works. But they, they, um, they were just not big enough. And they, they play got, too. <laughs> they play too into Georgia's hand. You can't beat Georgia at that game. It's, I mean, they're, that's, that's a game of who's bigger. And yeah. you're not bigger than Georgia. You're not, that's, that's the classic SEC football. They want you no to one play is like bigger that. than they Georgia. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I, I, I remember we're, we're watching like the offensive line versus Michigan's defensive line. And it is a massive difference in size. They're just big. There's just, I mean, Aiden Hutchinson had that one play, and I'm not saying Hutchinson played bad or is the reason why they lost. Yeah, that one player, he got blown up, blown up. It was bad. Um, and, and Michigan, if you, I, I know this is going to sound dumb, but if you take those, you know, they, have, they have a pair of first-round um, edge rushers. You take those guys off the roster, Maybe that is stupid, but I, 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 I'm not that <laughs> impressed with of, the overall talent. You get rid of guys' best players. Um. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> I'm not that impressed with the overall talent um, that Georgia had. Not Georgia, that Michigan's defense has. I mean, Bennett looked pretty good, or at least they made Bennett look good. McNamara looked awful. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, was, thought, I, I thought Michigan was going to hang. I thought that the edge rushers combined with Stetson Bennett in the pocket was kind of a bad combination brewing for Georgia. Maybe not. I mean, I, I, and yeah, that's, that's basically where I was at. I was like, edge rusher is good. Georgia quarterback kind of bad. Get him uncomfortable. It'll, it'll be a low scoring game and, you know, try to hit some stuff, some go out super aggressive, go for it on all of these forced downs, maybe break out some trick plays. But instead it was Georgia breaking out the trick plays and Michigan Mm -hmm. who came out pretty vanilla. So yeah, it wasn't a good, uh, (laughs) wasn't a great showing for some Michigan Wolverines here. And they didn't match up well. I mean, their, their identity, you saw the offensive linemen rolling up in the shades and the run the damn ball (laughs) shirt. It's like, no, do not do that against Jordan Davis and Wyatt and, and uh, these guys and Jacoby. And, and these these guys, you just don't do stuff like that. You just don't give the other team the the bulletin board material. Michigan cannot. The, the, Harbaugh did the same thing, and I know it was after they beat Iowa State with a third base comment that will come back to bite him. Eventually, that will come back to look dumb. And Dabo Sweeney did the same thing against Ohio State, too, and didn't rank him in the top 10. Stupid, especially in college. You just don't do that type of stuff. Yeah. You got to be more careful. And Al- you know what? An Alabama Nick Saban coach team would never do that. And it's not for no reason. He would ne- he would go nuts if his team did that. Oh, yeah, so Nick Saban. I think I think a, a lot of people picking Michigan. Um, I'm not saying you, Theo, but a lot of people were picking Michigan just because <laughs> They wanted a reality where it wasn't the most boring option for the national title. That's kind of where I was Michigan at. To upset. <laughs> yeah, I picked. Right, it's I like was, it can't just be Georgia and Alabama again, but it can. I, I saw too many people betting on the losers, and I was one of them. But like, oh, Cincy and Michigan have have great chance, especially Cincy. And going into that conversation, it was a valiant effort. I thought the defense played really well. I thought Sauce Gardner held up his end of the bar- bargain and the cornerbacks held up their end of the bargain. Uh, I know um, 
their, their guy ended Jameson Williams left hurt. But when he did, it was a good portion of the way through the game. And he had like five receptions for 25 yards or something. Even, so even I, when Williams was getting the football, he was always going away from Gardner. They were motioning him, running jet sweeps with them. They were never just like, oh, we're just going to line you up and you're going to go toe-to-toe with Gardner. He, yeah, a lot of stack formations with yeah. guys behind the line of scrimmage to prevent Cincinnati from really jamming them, which is smart. Don't do what they want you to do. But I thought the defense kind of held up the, their end of the bargain, but what was the first drive, right? Run, 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 touchdown, right? Yeah. It always just, did. And it always felt like Bama, if they really had to, could go back to that. And they had something that Cincinnati just couldn't really stop. And that was the, the difference in the trenches was was apparent. Well, and, and this, is, this is the common theme for... This is why people who like try to compare college football... To, uh, to like college basketball or the NBA or the NFL are um, a little bit misguided. It was the same thing as the Michigan game. Now, Cincinnati, even though the scores were similar, Cincinnati held up a much better fight than Michigan did. The Michigan game, you're like, this is just completely over. They have no chance. Cincinnati did what they could, and they were a couple plays away from making that a, a really close game. Um, but they're just not... They don't have the size in the trenches. And this is why a mediocre SEC team like Auburn has a better shot of upsetting uh, or at least an an even shot of upsetting as maybe a really, really good non-SEC school because maybe they're not as good. Maybe they don't have the receivers. Maybe they don't have the quarterbacks. But you know what they do have? The SEC size. And that is the hard thing to overcome. It's easy to upset like March Madness has tons and tons and tons of upsets because you don't have that same disparity between the best and the 64th best team as far as just like, if they're bigger and stronger than you, what can you do? You know, you're fighting such a ridiculous uphill battle. And this is why it's such a struggle. It's why it's hard for me to get on board with the 12-team playoff. Because, I mean, you don't have four teams that are good enough now, right? Um, So if you go to 12, I just don't see it. It just devalues the balls even more. Yeah, and... Getting into just kind of the structural flaws of it. I mean, I don't have much interest in a lot of the bowls. I watched the second half of the Rose Bowl, which was awesome. And the Rose Bowl is consistently awesome. And I watched the Sugar Bowl, which I thought was a decent game. But are those going to exist anymore? Not really. Yes, but they'll they'll like exist, but... They'll be the names of a playoff game, right? Like the Sugar Bowl will be... Yeah, some of them, but then some of them might be home games, and I don't think they would call that the Sugar... I don't know exactly how it would work, being completely honest. Yeah, like was was this the last true Rose Bowl? I don't know, maybe. It was a pretty good one if it was. Well, all all I know is that if a decade or 15 years ago, I had told you that, for example, Tom Brady is a Rose Bowl champion, that was a big deal. That was yes. a huge deal. But if I tell you now, oh, CJ Stroud's a Rose Bowl champion, who cares? How many people yeah, are going to th- care about that? Players, players choosing not to play in the Rose Bowl, that's like the red alert. Something's wrong with college football yes. if the Rose Bowl isn't prestigious enough to be played in. Yeah. And I hear this argument for 12-team playoff. Okay, well, the 5 through 12 teams... Maybe they aren't competitive for the national title. Maybe they don't have a chance to compete for the national title reasonably. But man, those those first round games would be good. 
those are the bowl games. Those are the New Year's Six Bowl games. Those games already exist and you can watch them now. <laughs> the solution, and it's the solution to players opting out as well. It's not that the players are like too entitled or they only care about themselves. It's that making a bowl game is not a big enough reward because there's too many and the playoffs. You know, I think people forget that the bowl games are supposed to matter. I know they have, it feels like they have it for a while and I don't disagree. They matter less than they ever have. But I remember even back in the BCS, um, Ohio State beat Oregon in the Rose Bowl and it was a very, very big deal. That was awesome. Uh, it's like, oh, well, there's always, you know, the top couple teams are way better than the other teams. Well, that's, that's why you have the bowl games. So you can still accomplish something in a season, continue to build as a program, continue to get better recruits without having to end your season with a horrible loss because you can't compete with the top couple schools. And the playoffs, it doesn't make recruiting better. It makes it worse because a top team like Alabama can't blow a dumb game and get left out. And if you go to 12, it's going to be even harder for them to get left out. So they'll always be in it and they'll always be competing for the national title at the end of the season. So it makes it really hard to take a step back as a program um, when it's really hard to not be competing for the national title. Um, I, I think... You know, we've said it a million times. Take off the, you were saying earlier, Theo, and you're 100% right. Take off the dumb corporate names. Stop selling out. Limit the number of bowl games to where it's actually impressive to make one. Go back to a national title game, and you should have like 10, 12 bowls tops. We must return to tradition. We must return to tradition. This is... This is it's the most conservative football. take you'll. This is the most conservative take you'll hear from me. We must return to tradition. All right, this is <laughs> not it. There's too much focus on rings. There's too much focus on winning it all. It all right now, which seems insane to say. Like, how can there be too much focus on w- being the best team and winning the whole thing? There just is. Being the best team is important, but it is cool to have a sport where there's multiple winners. <laughs> like it is cool to be have a sport where there's the best two teams playing and that's like ring A and then there's like ring B and ring C. But yes. since there's a playoffs and all we talk about all year is are they going to get hosed? Are they going to get let in? Are they going to be this? Are they going to be that? All year that's and what it, it was. And it's not as fun as of a conversation to have week in and week out the same conversation over and over and over again. It's it would be better if it was less bowl games. It was more special to be in them. There was mm-hmm. nothing called the PUBG Bowl. There's no event where you yeah. feel like you're putting on a show for Jimmy Kimmel. There's no event that is like that cuz that's bullshit and everyone knows it and everyone can feel it. Who if was you it? A pl- Who was it that said that players don't have pride or don't love football anymore? It was Herb Street. It was Kirk Herb Street. It was that that pissed me off. That 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 low key pissed me off because it was like you're going to sit here and tell me that players don't have pride to play in a game that is just very clearly exploiting them for just like it's 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 nothing. the other way around. It's the bowls are failing the players, not yes. the players failing the bowls. Yes. Um and limiting the number of bowls and making it feel like they're more valuable to be in and limiting the playoff would actually do more for teams not like you know how people complain, oh, well, if you lose a game, then your season's over. But if the bowl games are valuable to go to, even if there's less of them, it actually makes it feel like your season's longer because 
there's still something to achieve if you're not in the playoffs. And yes. it's always been in college. You know, the reason why college football doesn't work the same as the NFL, they're like, well, the percentage of the percentage of, you know, the teams that get into the playoffs are ridiculously low compared to the NFL, right? You you heard that before? Well, the reason yeah. for that is because um if you were to do the same percentage and put like 30 teams or 40 teams in the college football playoffs, which would be the equivalent for the NFL, the gap between the best and the worst team is astronomically wider than it is in the NFL. So you want to reward maybe a similar amount of teams, probably less than 40, but a similar amount of teams, but you can't have the top guy playing the 40th or the 30th best. And that's why the bowl games are a thing. And that's why they worked for so long, but it makes them more money to have a trillion bowl games and have playoffs and it will make them more money to expand to 12, but it's not better for the sport. It's not. And you know, it's broken. Rutgers played in a bowl game and I get that the circumstances were weird and a team had to, you know, drop out and someone had to step up, but Rutgers was five and eight. Like to, to for them to even like have they the shouldn't opportunity be next to, up. They shouldn't be next up. You know, right? they, it should be. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And it's like, it, it's, it is true. It's, it would be better if, and I get that there's been always been sponsorship names and people pointed this out when I posted it. They're like, oh, it's always been the Allstate Sugar Bowl and it's always been presented by this ad campaign. And I get that. But it's just gotten over the top ridiculous when I see the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. <laughs> the Jimmy Kimmel one was so <laughs> The Jimmy Kimmel the Bowl drives me insane. <laughs> Sorry, Jimmy Kimmel. But fuck you for that. All I'm <laughs> saying is like, I wouldn't. No I wouldn't one stand for like watch. a Bladen Kirk Bowl. <laughs> I wouldn't either. The Stay Hot Bowl. The Stay Hot Bowl. The Blue stay Hot Bowl. The Stay Hot Bowl would go crazy. And you know it would. Um, but no one wants to watch like Miami, Ohio. Seven and six Miami, Ohio play six and seven North Texas. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like This is a Miami of Ohio student saying that. It's yeah. like yeah, I, I go to Miami of Ohio. Care, you know? <laughs> it's like I and no, I, literally like I know people that are on like the dance team and the cheer team, and they were like, We don't want to go to this bowl game. It like, reminds me. Of, it reminds me of you. You hear those hypothetical situations where it's like, "What if we made the best two teams that didn't make the playoffs play, and they get the number one overall pick in the draft?" Or what if we made the two worst teams play, and the winner gets the number one overall pick? Have you ever heard these hypotheticals yes. before? Mm -hmm. Heard those. You hear them all the time, but it's a horrible idea because why on earth would you make grown men who just put their body on the line for this entire season and now are probably very much looking forward to this break play for such a useless thing like, oh, your draft pick replacement is a little bit better. It's just inhumane to do to put these guys through this. And that's a, it's not the same thing, but I feel a, a little bit like that for some of these bowl games where it's like, imagine being a guy and receiving the news that you are playing in the Jimmy, the, the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl prevented, presented by Stifle. Like, how, like really, how would that make you feel? You'd be like, okay, I guess we have to do this and it's the team. But no one's getting excited for it. And if there's bowl games at the bottom that are like that, it, that feeling of eh, trickles all the way to the top. Like if every bowl game, like every bowl mm -hmm. game should be something. And now it's like 
maybe three of them are and we've already like bowl season is already like towards the end when you get to the appointment like maybe if you started out with the most important bowls everyone Mm -hmm. would be more hyped but you've just watched this slop for weeks and now it's the big bowls and everyone's just kind of burned out of bowl season it it should not be like that right and i mean like take chris olave for example ultimate the ultimate buckeye he came back when he easily could have left he easily could have left for the draft yes. and been at worst a second round pick. And he came back because he wanted to play for Ohio State. And even he knew it was smart to opt out for the Rose Bowl. And that's like the best possible bowl game they could have made. But yes. because there's so many and now tacking on the playoffs, it just makes every bowl game feel like it's not that big a deal. And in the BCS, at least the BCS bowls felt like they meant something. Um, it, it just sucks that the solution to all this is something that is so absurdly unlikely to happen. <laughs> oh, yes. but but it, will you guys take less money and stop selling out? No, they won't. <laughs> it won't happen. But it, it is the so. easiest, like it is the easiest thing to do. It's something that we've already had in place. It is. You, I don't know. It sucks. Return to tradition. Return to tradition. Great again. Make college football yes, great again. Make college football great again. I'm putting on my red hat and saying, "Make college hey, football hey, great can again." We, can we get can we get hats that say "Make college football great again"? I think that'd be funny. I think I'm not wearing funny. anything that says "Make anything great yeah. again" is even as a gimmick. But I agree that that's what we need to do. And I don't know how because again, people are gonna. It's good for the bottom line of the, of the sport to do it no, like it this. Is, it is. So it hopefully, I hope someday some team just opts out and they say all this to the bowl and they release a statement or something. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it'll happen. But if like teams start being like, eh, this bowl game kind of seems lame. That's <laughs> what I see. Maybe the solution being, but you know, for some of these programs, they just don't have the luxury of doing that. But I'd like that to to see that from a someone who would would. like the bowl games to return to the old ways but anyway speaking of the rose bowl for one quick second what a freaking game though (laughs) like oh my god oh yeah Yeah, we spent all this time we spent all this time bashing (laughs) the bowl games let's talk about jackson smith and jigbo who had like literally i think well didn't he like set the record for most yards yards? ever in a bowl game in a bowl game not most yards ever in college football but most yards ever in a bowl game in a bowl game and stroud state will never not have amazing receivers from here until the end of time (laughs) brian hartline is the best position coach that has ever lived as far as i'm concerned (laughs) he is no he's he's a great receiver coach yeah Ohio state loses two first round draft pick receivers and the guys behind them are somebody who breaks the bowl game record (laughs) um a hall of famers son and the number one wide receiver recruit in his class. So, also, good. I don't um, know what you do about that. Uh, Smith and Jigba also was the leading receiver for Ohio State this year. Cat, yes. Like, quite quietly had 1,600 receiving yards. Yeah, I was surprised to hear that that was the case. That And not only that he was leading... But he was crushing the other two in production because Garrett Wilson might be the best wide receiver in the draft, and this guy they might have the, they might have like number one, number two receiver in the draft. And yeah, they have. I mean, Olave holds like a lot of Ohio State receiver records. Wilson's the best receiver in his class, and neither of them were even the number one leading receiver on the team. <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah. the Ohio State going into next season is going to have like 
three Heisman candidates on offense. And Henderson. I was and proud of Utah though for representing the Pac-12 somewhat valiantly. Uh, they played a yes. good game, and uh, the, the Ohio State defense was just slow. Or I guess maybe not. Just not everything is about Ohio State, but you know they they were able to go toe to toe with one of the best teams in the country. Definitely, I think one of the best four teams. But you couldn't really give it to them because they did lose that game yes. to Michigan. But you know mm-hmm. when it in a simulation a hundred times, they're, they're one of the four best teams in the country, and and the Pac-12 kind of stinks. Mm-hmm. But uh, Utah. Shout out Utah for being half decent and Lloyd and their quarterback who did get knocked out, but he was playing well and every, mm-hmm. every, they, they were a good team. So shout out Utah. I'll, uh, I will say that Ohio state, I know a lot of people are going to say like, man, I really wish we'd gotten to see them against Alabama and Georgia. Let me tell you, Ohio state would not have stopped Alabama or Georgia from running the ball ever. <laughs> not one time. No, nope. um, we saw what happened against Michigan. <laughs> If you transfer now, you can probably start at linebacker for Ohio State next year. Um, <laughs> me? It's, like, it's me? I was going to say, me? Do you think I can start at linebacker? I'm talking, I'm talking, no, I'm just talking to the listeners in general. <laughs> it's um, high school it's, it's seniors. It's not all their fault. High school you know, seniors. You've got, you've got, you've you got guys play who are tra- like running back and tight end and whatever tra- like uh, transitional players to play linebacker it's just it's the defense is a mess for them so i th- i think that winning the rose bowl like this is made probably the best possible outcome um or is at least a really good outcome they should be happy with uh finishing off the season strong yeah the way things looked at the beginning it kind of looked like oh boy this is might be the worst Ohio <laughs> yeah, state I, season in a while but uh they i mean they didn't make the playoffs so maybe cool it was the worst ohio state season in a while but stroud looks good the future looks bright and the defense probably won't be this bad again hey if, if a rebuilding year uh involves you winning the rose bowl even if it doesn't matter as much as it used to you gotta you gotta be a little proud of that yeah anyway i think that kind of wraps things up for us i do want to mention have, oh matt you have some I, I forgot to bring it up Entire career at Cincinnati, zero touchdowns given up. Uh, Gardner. Sauce Gardner, he is cornerback one, as far as I'm concerned. That's a pretty astounding stat, zero. I mean, and you can (laughs) tell me all this crap about, oh, he played in the AAC or whatever. Jameson Jameson Williams was afraid. I will take this to my group. Jameson Williams was afraid of Sauce Gardner. Either that or at least at least Nick Saban. Was afraid for it. Uh, like, and, and you can, if you, all you had to do was watch the Bama game, honestly, and you could tell that he severely affected what Alabama wanted to do in that yeah. game. Um, I'd agree. And it doesn't get every, every single game he played in, the opposing team had to completely change their game plan around how unbelievably good he was. Um, I don't think. I've uh, it's it's been a while since I've seen a college football player, at least a cornerback, do that. I mean, it's it's you can forget he's playing because they just never ever throw to him, no matter what. It's bizarre. Um, I, I'll be honest, I haven't watched all the other corners or anything. I have a very hard time believing that somebody is doing what he's doing at the cornerback position, and I'm confident he'll be good in the NFL. I'd agree. I'd agree. Also, shout out the college football playoff for offering SkyCam as a angle to watch the game and I love it and I watch it every year and every single year I'm reminded how this should be the absolute 
gold standard and the NFL would be so good and they would make bank if they just offered that as like a feature like a separate channel, like and like Red Zone or something, like seventy five dollars, whatever they, they. There's no price. I would pay it if they could just like watch games from that angle yeah, instead. If, you don't have to put a commentator on it. You don't have to do replays. Like they literally don't do anything besides just like stream the the raw footage, and it's yeah. so awesome to me. It's the and easiest thing in the world, and they just don't do it. Well, here's what you do: complain. you offer that as like its own service, and then with the money you make from that you can cut the Jimmy Kimmel bowl and the PUBG bowl and you'll be about even. <laughs> yes. And everything will be fixed. Skycam will fix this sport. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it could, it could, but they don't want to do or it. We need the mat. We need the Madden angle. We also need that. That is the we Madden angle. Skycam is the Madden yeah. angle, like behind them with the spider. Oh, thing. oh, oh, the, not the all 22 way high up. Okay. Okay. Not that. Okay. Skycam being people, the, the people will know what offensive linemen do. Um, <laughs> oh my god dude you know, watching it from that angle like i i don't even think ritter played that incredibly horribly as since like he was the one getting the slander on Twitter. No. but from that angle i was like they're kind of getting no, beat all the time <laughs> that was that was weird dude i thought it was really strange people i, I was just like i got on twitter and people were like see ritter's not that good i'm like really i know you know he had a couple dropped touchdowns um yes and he wasn't perfect, but the blame that game on him was. I don't. Th- I don't think Young played all bizarre. that well. I don't think Young he had a, all that well. He, he didn't really play all that great. But uh, he, Ritter hit a wheel route at the end of the game that was just sick with a capital. I, I had somebody tweet I, out I about my. I had somebody tweet out about my. Um, Bryce Young was not playing that good. Take. Um, so I, it's strange for me to hear that you agree that he was not playing that good, Theo. He wasn't when, playing um, like. It depends on how that good is. He was fine. I thought. I didn't think he was like. He wasn't like Georgia. Like that to me is like. Oh my god. He wasn't like that. That was that good. was not a good know. sequence of moments for me. I texted in the group chat. Bryce Young doesn't look that good. And then they score a touchdown. And then I check Twitter. Well, it's just and, funny uh, because I, that screenshot because one <laughs> well, person was saying was Bryce Young looks. The, uh, there was like you saying Bryce Young doesn't look that good. One tweet that said Bryce Young sucks. Another tweet that said Bryce Young is so impressive. And then the tweet below that said Desmond Ritter needs to become a full-time dad because this football thing isn't working <laughs> out. Like those tweets and like all those things on my screen in succession made me laugh. So that it wasn't like like just your take there. I just thought like all no, of I'm- those things being on my screen at once was fun. like <laughs> we got three t- two tweets slandering Young. One tweet saying Young is good, and one tweet just slandering Ritter for some reason out of nowhere, even though he's like not playing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I was gonna. It just those drop touchdowns killed me. His stats yeah. could have looked so much better. It really yeah. could have. Um, before we get out, I do want to say that we wrapped up the Stay Hot Fantasy League today. With <laughs> the- Theo and I played in the toilet bowl. Theo beat me. Yes, sir. Um, so I came in last place in the Stay Hot Fantasies. Theo came second to last. I have the um, best second to last fantasy team ever. I don't care. <laughs> and the winner of the Stay Hot Fantasy League was <laughs> the Fanalyze Sports, which by some miracle, this man <laughs> auto-drafted and has not posted on TikTok all season long. Theo, were he's you got, the one that tweet, tweeted that out he's in the got Stay Hot he's got, he's got Burrow Cup. 
Um, Jonathan he's got Taylor. Burrow, Cup, and Jonathan Taylor, and that's about all you need. <laughs> he, yeah. Cup and Jonathan Taylor is um, enough. And he won the whole and thing. He won. won the whole damn so, thing. I finished in uh, fourth to last, so of the Stay Hot crew. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> we were all I'm only, bottom I'm four, only saying I'm only saying this because I'm going to finish last uh, in the in the lock competition. So I'd like the <laughs> listeners to view it as me breaking even. Fair enough. Sure, sure. Well, we'll we'll give you we'll give you that win as deserved. But I do think that kind of wraps things up for us. Um, as always, tons of sets of content coming your way on all platforms. We will be back Friday, uh, preview week eighteen. Uh, probably talk a little bit of NBA. We haven't done that in a while. And yeah, so we'll be back on our normal schedule, barring any, you know, inconveniences. We d- we are going to be getting more guests on the show. So we have some ideas for that. If you have any ideas for guests that you want to see on the show, you know, obviously tweet at us, tweet at whoever you want to be on the show. And uh, we'll work on getting them on. Don't miss out on all the content coming away on all platforms, TikTok, Twitter, etc. As always, from Corn Boy, Gambling Addiction Boy, and Lemon Boy. Here are the Stay Hot shout-outs, and we'll catch you on the flippity floor. Brayden Brown from Williamsburg, Iowa. Patriots clicked playoffs off today. I'm a little worried about next week against Miami because they're just going to want to beat us like they did week one, but who would have thought the Patriots team next playoffs this year? Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. See you on the flippity flop. Hey, y'all. Will from Gainesville here. Um, you know, just your Jackson checking in to say we're no good. There, there is no nothing redeeming about this team. Um, they're terrible. They can't block anybody. Sears can't get open. They can't cover anybody. Defense line gets no pressure. Max Jones out here looking like Tom Brady. It, 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 it's just terrible. I mean, there's no good Duvall, whatever. Hey, this is Max Quintero from Charlotte, North Carolina. And I have a lot of questions, but my main question is why? Why have Matt Rule? Why play Cam? any snaps. Why start Donald? Why David Tepper doesn't sell the team? Because he does not promote winning in this organization. Uh, this is this is far worse than anything I've ever experienced in uh, my limited Panther years, but this is just sad, pitiful, and downright an embarrassment. This is worse than being a Browns fan in 2016. This is worse than being a Lions fan in 07. I, I can't comprehend how it could get much worse, but we're keeping that rule so that's how it can get much worse. Thanks, guys. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better, and your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. 
My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com